Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Trust. Do you trust your elections? Do you trust the last one? Do you trust the next one? Do you trust the one after that? And if the answer to those questions is no, what does that mean? And I don't mean what it means for you personally or even what it means for Republicans, Democrats. What does that mean for the future of the United States of America? We're going to dig into that in a second. We have a professor being very, very, very honest about what the communists think about your kids. We'll get into that. We're inviting the United Nations now here to examine our racism and the conspiracy theory of Haiti's president being assassinated gets even deeper and it's delicious at this point in time. It is the Jesse Kelly show and it's going to be so much fun tonight. And we have the return of Michael Malice tonight. In case you don't know who Michael Malice is, he's an author. He does all kinds of video stuff. One of the sharper, more interesting people we have on the show I've had him on every Monday, but he's been moving and whatnot, and everyone's been clamoring. All the old listeners, where's Malice? Where's Malice? Malice is back tonight. Don't worry. He wasn't blacklisted or anything. He was busy. It wasn't my fault. He's going to tell us, well, he's going to tell us a lot tonight. I would just say buckle up for that one. He's coming on about an hour and a half from now. But first, my friend Tucker Carlson dropped a bomb last night on Fox News. And what is that bomb? Well, I'll play some of the audio for you in a moment. Go listen to most of it yourself, but I'll play some of the audio for you. But what Tucker did is something that has not been done by very many major people in conservative media last night. What he did was he finally dug into the 2020 election and the fraud, the cheating. What happened? What didn't happen? Before we get to Tucker, uh, now you know this because you listen to the show, but before we get to Tucker, let me clarify what my position is now and has always been on it. I believe certain things. I believe this, and remember this, first and foremost. One, Democrats have been cheating in virtually every election for a very, very, very long time on some level. Now, let me clarify what I mean by cheating. Big cities, city politics, local politics is infinitely more corrupt than national politics. Always remember that. Yes, national politics is corrupt and it's gross and we talk about it all the time. You start talking to people who know In any major city. I don't care. Look, I'm on in all of them. New York City, Chicago, L.A., Houston. I live in Houston. I know where all the bodies are buried down here. Detroit, Philadelphia, Miami. Major city politics is so scummy. You you could put all these people in jail and you'd probably be justified. I see you city council members. I see you making 35 grand a year driving around in a new Beamer. I see what you're doing. All these no-bid contracts that end up in a contractor's hands. Oh, wow, that contractor made a few million on that. Oh, wow, look, the city councilman has a new car. 
I wonder what happened there. Oh, yeah, I know. I hope you're wincing right now as you listen. I know. Don't worry. I'm not going to call you out by name. I know who you are. Remember this. Local politics is scummy and gross. When you get to big cities, it's even scummier and grosser. And Democrats, and look, Republicans have cheated before in the past too, but really the Democrat Party itself has always found a way to manipulate this, manipulate that. I mean, it's a running joke in places like Chicago. They call it the Daily Machine after the old Mayor Daly who used to do things like plow snow in front of people's driveways who were going to vote against him so they couldn't get out of their driveway that day. That's a real story. Do you know this? I'll tell you a story, and I can't tell you the city because I swore the guy to secrecy. I used to wash golf clubs for a living. I know. I've had a lot of bad jobs. Okay, look. Why do you think I'm so happy to be here every night? I've had a lot of bad jobs. And as a kid, I used to wash golf clubs. Went down to a local country club, got a job. Used to have to pick up all the balls on the course, clean golf clubs, hope to get some tip money, that kind of thing. And there was this old-timer, this old black dude who was there, Washing golf clubs with me. There were guys of all ages. and We were all just working for tips, trying to clean our clubs. He used to wash golf clubs in a, at a country club in a major U.S. city. One you would most definitely know. And a mayor you would probably know would frequent the golf course. He said I, he, there was a specific day a week. I don't remember what it was. The mayor would show up on the golf course. He knows because he would wash the man's clubs. Mayor would show up would head out, he had a foursome booked, but would take off in his golf course, on the golf course, by himself, starting off his foursome, even though he was by himself. He'd tee off on hole number one, take off, and then 15 minutes later, almost on the button, every single one of these days, who showed up next? The local mafia boss in his capos. And they would hop on golf carts, and take off onto the golf course. Local politics is universally gross. It just is. I'm sorry. I know right now you want to think, well, not my city. Yes, your city too. It's gross. So I believe there's cheating. I've always believed there's cheating in virtually every election, especially in major cities. Now, let's get to what I believe about 2020, as you well know, if you've listened to the show for a while. The coronavirus pandemic and the idiotic suicidal response to the coronavirus pandemic stuffed many people in their homes. Democrats are not fools. They're insane, but they're not fools. They recognized about 15 minutes after that virus hit our shores There are opportunities here, opportunities to destroy the reason Donald Trump was going to be reelected, mainly the economy, and opportunities maybe to do things they couldn't do before on a large scale when it comes to the election. When everybody's getting a ballot mailed to them, that makes life a whole lot easier if you're willing to do something about that. I think this, this is what I think about the election. Yes, there was fraud and cheating because there's always fraud and cheating. 
Was it done on a massive enough scale to change the election results? Quite possibly. Would not dismiss it. I don't know that yet. That's why I've been waiting for these audits and trying to get all the information on what happened. There was fraud. There was more fraud than there had previously been. Because of the mail-in ballots, there was more of an opportunity for it. No, I do not believe it was nationally organized. And I'm just telling you what I believe. I don't believe it was nationally organized because that secret would have always gotten out. I simply believe all the local precincts who cheat all the time simply cheated this time, only they all did it together and on a larger scale because they're all mail-in ballots. These are people, look, this ain't their first time scanning multiple ballots, okay? If you think that's the first time they took all the ballots from a Democrat precinct and scanned them twice, then I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. This ain't their first rodeo. Yeah, I believe it was cheating. There's no question there's cheating. There's always cheating. I don't know how much. I've never known. I've been wanting to get the information, and a bunch of loud hucksters on the right came out saying insane things right after the election, which muddied the waters for our side. But before we get to this Tucker audio, let's talk about what the system decided. What did the system decide about the election, and why did the system decide it? I'll explain in just a second. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I do appreciate producer Chris playing his theme song for us coming back. What, Chris? It's a joke. We can joke. All right, we're on election fraud tonight. Told you what I believed what happened in last election. Why? Why did the system decide you weren't allowed to disagree with that? Well, here's why the system decided it. And don't worry, I'm going to play the Tucker audio in a second. The system decided you weren't allowed to say anything about last election because whatever you do, you're not allowed to question the people in power now. Why are you not allowed to question people in power now? Because they're simply not used to being questioned. That's why it's a system now. Whatever Joe Biden says will be backed up by the media, will be backed up by Hollywood. It'll be backed up by music. It'll be backed up by sports. It'll be backed up by the corporations of America. It'll be backed up by the churches. Whatever the system decides is the truth, they demand you say it's the truth. They lie. And then they lie about the lies. And they lie about lying about the lies. But it actually goes one step further. You have to remember this. It was like this in the Soviet Union. It was like this in Cambodia. It was like this in China. Not only do they lie, they will lie to your face. They'll lie to your face repeatedly. They'll know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. Everyone knows about the lie. But they will lie to your face. And there's one more step. They will demand You say the lie is true. They will demand it. Whoa, this election was the most fair ever. Okay, let's not be stupid here. With that many mail-in ballots and that many chaos, that much chaos, you can't possibly know that. Even if you believe that, you can't possibly know that. So not only was there nothing wrong, it was the fairest election ever. You see how they go all in? 
And you, you better say that. Well, what don't you vote? Don't you dare say there was fraud. Don't you say it's the fairest election ever. Say it's the fairest election ever. My finger is on the button. I'll delete your Facebook account right now. You better say it was the fairest election ever. And this is why a system becomes a system. This is why a system becomes a system. They get so powerful that no other significant power structure within the nation can challenge that part of the system. Which leaves you searching for, one, the truth, two, it leaves it hard for your uninformed neighbor neighbor, to find out the truth. And what, they, what they've done is, this is, where, this is where systems have a huge blind spot. You see, they'll tell a lie. They demand you repeat the lie. Every other part of the system will repeat the lie. And so they will convince themselves... Nice. Everyone believes the lie. But the truth is, 75% of the Republican Party thinks that election was dirty. 40% of independents, a huge percentage of this country, believes that election was dirty. And yet, you're not even allowed to bring it up. You're not allowed to question. Look, I did live election coverage that night on my TV show. My show's on the first TV every night, 9 o'clock Eastern. As soon as I get off the air here, I did four or five hours of live TV coverage, not to brag, on the election that night. I went through what you went through, watching the results come in. I got them the same time you got them in. Oh, nice. Trump has Georgia. Trump has Pennsylvania. Trump has this. Trump has that. And about midnight, we didn't know when we were going to get off the air, about midnight, my producer says, all right, hey, we're going to wrap for the night. Looks like Trump's probably got it. He's ahead in all these states. Let's go home. I went home, went to bed just like you did. Woke up the next day like, wait, what? what? Why did we have all these ballots come in after everyone went to sleep? What? We're not allowed to question that? My friend Tucker Carlson did a segment on this last night. It is it's being called the shot heard round the world. It's... Seven, eight, nine minutes long. I'm not obviously going to play all of that for you. I'm going to play a longer clip than I normally play on this show just because I think it's so important for you to hear it. Here's a minute of what he had to say. In late May of this year, an alarm sounded in a big nondescript warehouse in Fulton County, Georgia. The warehouse was an unlikely place for a burglary. It was under round-the-clock surveillance by both private security and local law enforcement, including armed deputies with the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. Any unauthorized person entering from the outside would have to get past a locked 100-pound steel door, as well as a maze of motion detectors. Not easy. But someone tried to do it anyway, and at just the perfect moment, 20 minutes after deputies in charge of guarding the warehouse left their posts. By the time those deputies returned to check out the alarm, someone had opened the 100-pound door to the warehouse. So what happened that night and why? We still don't know. It's also not clear why the deputies left the warehouse or who took advantage of their absence. We do know that a lot of people might have had reason to try to get inside the warehouse. Depending on who you ask, the building contains evidence that either confirms or refutes the claim that voter fraud affected the outcome of the 2020 election in the state of Georgia. Georgia is a place that Joe Biden won by fewer than 13,000 votes. That warehouse holds more than 140,000 absentee ballots. 
Like I said, it's his show. I highly recommend you go find the video. It's available everywhere online. Maybe we'll link to the whole thing on our Twitter page. You know what? Go ahead and do that, Chris. There's a seven, eight, nine minute version of that video. Link to it on our Twitter page, Chris, at Jesse Kelly Show is that Twitter page. I, I don't I don't like giving out homework assignments, right? I'm not your chemistry teacher. Ah, oh, here's here's nine minutes worth of work to do when you're done. I would recommend watching it. I watched every minute of it twice. I would recommend watching it. They go over specifics, not not hypotheticals, not theories, specifics. Here's a ballot that was counted twice. Here's a ballot that was counted twice. Here's a video of somebody scanning ballots in, then picking the same ballots right back up and scanning them in again. We can't seem to get honest audits done. When you ask for an audit, They'll scream, why aren't you saying this is the fairest election ever? Well, if it's the fairest election ever, then why can't I have an audit? The truth is this. I always give it to you right between the eyes. I don't know if there were enough ugly things going on to flip this election to Joe Biden from Donald Trump. I don't know. I do know this. There's cheating in every election. Democrats do it in all these major cities. That's a fact. Anyone within these cities will explain that to you. If you have stories on that, you're welcome to send it to me. You'll be totally anonymous. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Anyway, there are there is always cheating in these elections. There was massive amounts of mail-in balloting in this election. Mail-in balloting is always open for more fraud and abuse. And... The states Donald Trump needed to win. The states Donald Trump needed to beat Joe Biden in. The swing states were really, really close. They were all close enough to where it wouldn't have taken much to swing it the other way. Does that mean I know something? No, I don't. I strongly suspect the same way you strongly suspect. But I don't ever want to come on here and feed you a line of bull. I know for a fact I've counted the ballots myself. I haven't. I'm not in these audits. Friends I have who do know say, Jesse, it's really, really, really bad. That's what I do know. Now, what does all that mean? What's it mean for us as a country? I'll explain. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Have I ever told you about that bad bathroom incident I had in the Denver airport? Hold on. Let me explain. I know what you're thinking. Jesse, you promised me you were going to tell me about the elections and what this means for us and, and, and things like that. But what does all this fraud mean? What, is it, what does it mean for America? Well, don't I always get back to it? I'm going, I'm going this place for a reason. Let me tell you a little story. I... Used to not be the biggest fan of public restrooms. I mean, nobody loves them, right? Nobody says, whew, I can't wait to use that rest stop bathroom. It's going to be a blast. So, I mean, I was right there with you when it comes to that. Now, I mean, I'll crawl over broken glass to get to my home restroom before before I use a public restroom. Why? Well, let me explain. I was traveling 
forget where I was flying to, but I was flying through the Denver airport. And a lot of these toilets now, they have the motion sensor flushes on them. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is not breaking news. I go in, and again, I'm already grossed out like you're grossed out. At this point in, in my life, I'm already grossed out like you're grossed out by public restrooms. I don't want to have to use the restroom. I end up having to use the restroom. I go in, take a seat. It turns out this particular toilet had two problems with it. One, when it flushed, it blew the toilet water up Everywhere. Now, not like a downpour, but it was just a splash fest. That's one. Two, the motion sensor was broken, and it took any movement at all as a sign that you had gotten up from the toilet and it better flush. I'm going to spare you the details. I walked in and sat down. And proceeded to have, I was already grossed out, proceeded to have a public restroom flush on me like six or seven times by the time I was able to escape that scenario. You've never taken as long a shower in your life as I took when I finally got home that night. I now will not, under any circumstances, do that in a public restroom. Why? Sometimes things are so bad, they violate your trust so bad, even if you want to be hopeful that the next one won't be as bad, you won't risk going through what you went through before ever again. You won't do it. If the American public is already at the place, and I believe they are, now, I hope I'm wrong, although I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I hope I'm wrong. If the American public is already at the place where they are not going to accept election results that have a Democrat winning because they will assume Democrats cheated, this country is over. It's only a matter of time now. I'm not, not trying to be over the top or too dark But all those revolutions, all those rebellions that take place now and have taken place throughout the history of the world, almost universally, including our own revolution, by the way, almost universally, they come from people not feeling like their voice is heard, period, end of story. American Revolution, we don't want the Sugar Act. We don't want the Stamp Act. We don't want the troops here. Okay, no one's listening. Time to kill some British people. The Russian Revolution, disgusting as it is, we're starving. We're starving. We want to modernize. We're tired of bread lines. Okay, that's it. Time to kill the people in charge. Time after time after time. And those are just two of the major ones. French Revolution, gross as it was, the same way. The aristocracy needs to back off. The aristocracy needs to back off. Okay, it's time to kill somebody in the aristocracy. These horrible things that that happen throughout history that rip up a country, that break up a country, Every single one of them, virtually every single one of them have one thing in common. The people don't feel like they're being heard. 
if half the United States of America feels like the next election is not valid and the one after that is not valid, we are already finished. It's only a matter of checking your watch and guessing the time. I'm not trying to be too extreme with it, but that is the truth. If you, a right-thinking, hopefully peaceful human being, and I, I want everyone to stay that way, don't get me wrong, if you believe that you don't have a say in who your next president is, it doesn't get more dire than that. And the crazy thing about it is, I'm sitting back, because I love history so much, by the way, we have a brand new history podcast dropping tomorrow. You can look forward to that. It'll be on the same feed. And Chris, do we have a separate history feed as well? All right, we, it'll be on the same feed. Just look on your Jesse Kelly Show feed on iHeart, Google, Spotify, or iTunes. The new history show will be there. But I'm such a history freak. I love it. I love it. And I have learned time and time and time again, you cannot trample on people like this. And I've learned something else. Our system is making the same mistake that those other systems who got thrown away They're making the same mistake those systems did. What is that mistake? Instead of stepping up, acknowledging it, let's open things up, let's figure things out, instead of doing anything, and I mean anything, that will calm the fears of people who don't feel like they're being heard, instead they take the exact opposite approach and full speed ahead. Shut up about the election. Don't you dare talk about the election. Anyone who says this election is stolen is a domestic terrorist. I'll send the FBI to your house. Does your dad think the election's stolen? I'll send the FBI. Your Facebook page? Gone. Don't you dare repeat that lie again. Over and over and over and over again. Joe Biden got on there today and he talked about all these election laws Republicans are passing. This is Jim Crow 2021. That's verbatim what he said. Instead of taking the, hey, we understand there are some concerns. We're going to address your concerns. I understand you feel unheard. Instead of taking that approach, they're doing what every single corrupt, scummy system has ever done in the history of mankind, and they're turning up the gas. They're not slowing down. They're not backing off. They're not having a moment of self-reflection because people who are in power, especially people who have total power, as the left does now, because they control every part of the culture, when people have total power, the, the thing that always gets them in trouble, the thing that dooms them in the end is this. They feel like they can't lose it. No matter what history tells them, And history is littered with warnings about be careful with power when you have it. Be careful with power when you have it. Uh, 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 I'd be careful with that power. It can be gone like that. Instead of heeding the warnings of history, they don't do it. They're pressing the gas and pressing the gas and pressing the gas because they feel like it's never going to be them. Yeah, I remember uh, James Carville He came out and said Democrats will be in power for 40 years now. They think in that way. Okay. I'd be real careful with that. And I'd be real careful with how much you stomp on people. Remember, I'm the guy 
I don't want a fascist to rise on the right. I'm telling you one's going to, but I don't want a fascist to rise on the right. I don't want a fascist to rise. I don't want anybody getting hurt. I want to go back to normal politics where you vote and we vote and the best man wins and run your TV ads and mail out your mailers. I want to go back to normal. I'm telling you, those days, the the chances of those days returning to us, they're getting lower and lower by the minute. And... I don't like it. All right, we have to get to the assassination intrigue. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It took me a long time before I realized that song was about a bunch of musicians dying. Buddy Holly was one of them. There were some others, too. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. But I heard a bunch of musicians died on that day. Chris, play what Tucker had to say about the voter fraud thing. He's right. Now, what's interesting is that for reasons that are difficult to understand, Fulton County officials have refused to let the public see any of these ballots. An attorney called Bob Cheely has been pushing for transparency. He's filed suit for the right to see those ballots. He hasn't seen them all yet, but what he's found so far demands an explanation. All of us, no matter who you voted for, should want to hear that explanation. You can't have a democracy if the public doesn't believe election results. Increasingly, many people in this country don't believe them. He's not wrong. That's, that's my point. If, if we're at the point, and maybe I'm... <laughs> Maybe these polls are wrong about the public trust in the elections because the polls are bad. I mean, really, really bad. People do not believe, like like 20% of the Democrats don't believe elections were on the up and up. If that's what people believe, then we are already finished. And the system, the system is showing no interest, none in restoring that lost trust. It's a situation that, it ends terribly. People will not be ignored forever. That you can absolutely manipulate people for a time. You can ignore people for a time. You can silence people for a time. But there is always, always, always a shelf life on that. If the right, whatever the case may be, conservative, libertarian, Republican, whatever you want to believe, If the right believes it doesn't have a say-so in its government, and they believe this at the same time the Federal Bureau of Investigation looks like it's targeting them, at the same time the NSA looks like it's targeting them, at the same time the DOJ looks like it's targeting them, if they believe that at the same time corporations look like they're trying to destroy their way of life, Sports is targeting them. Are you seeing what I mean? If the right believes everything they want out of life is under assault and they have no say-so, no outlet to fix it, if the right really believes that, well, now you understand why I say a fascist is coming. Why do I believe that? Because they're going to pick somebody. Somebody is going to give the right a voice. Either the system will step up, present some accountability to people so they feel like they their vote actually matters, or a monster is going to come. He will. 
History says what I'm saying is true. It's not radical. History says it's true. There will be a monster who will step up to the microphone and not say things like Trump did at his rally. Lock her up, chance for Hillary. I don't mean lighthearted WrestleMania type stuff like that. There's going to be a guy who steps up to the microphone and says, elect me, and I'm throwing every one of those journalists in jail. I'm burning the FBI to the ground. I will take every single athlete who dumps on the flag. I will throw them out of America and deport them all to Zimbabwe. I will, you think all this stuff sounds crazy? I'm telling you right now, within 10 to 20 years, the right is going to have an appetite for somebody like that. Do you remember what happened in Chile? Don't you dare think it can't happen here. The communists finally took over. Only the communists were not the majority of the people. They were actually about a third of the country. The communists finally took over under, uh, what was his name, Salvador Allende, if I remember right. And, of course, immediately all the businesses left and the dollar collapsed because communists are a disaster. And the people were getting stomped on and stomped on and stomped on. And who did the right in Chile pick? A man by the name of Pinochet, and about a month later, they were throwing communists out of helicopters down there. It can get dangerous really, really fast when people don't feel heard. I don't want it to get dangerous. I don't want anyone to get hurt ever. That would suck. I don't want to see that in America. And I understand I'm going to get a lot of disagreement on that. I get that. People are so angry now, they're ready to see people hurt now. Man, I've seen people hurt. I've seen enough blood and guts. I don't want to see any more in my lifetime. But I'm worried I'm going to. I am worried I'm going to. Remember, yes, we're going to have fun today, but tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. For the new listeners of the show, I take my almost three years of community college credits, not to brag or anything like that, and I spend the whole show Answering your questions, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your questions do not have to be political. They can be totally fine if they're political. They can be about history, men, women, relationships, food, travel, stupid time travel scenarios, conspiracy theories. I don't care what you want to talk about. Send it all in. Friday is dedicated to you. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Try to remember to put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. Try to remember that. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. We will have fun tomorrow. Now, you remember what I talked to you about a couple days ago when I was talking about PMCs. Do you remember? Private military contractors, mercenaries, if we're going to use the more vulgar term about it. Do you remember what we were talking about? In case you don't, allow me to give you a brief refresher. There are private military contractors all over the world. There are lots and lots and lots of them. Various countries. I was offered to join one myself when I was getting out of the Marine Corps. They were going to pay me $30,000 a month to go kill poachers in Africa. Not making that up. There are PMCs all over the place. Now, who joins these PMCs? What kind of people make up the PMCs? What do these PMCs do? 
And what what does any of this have to do with you? I will explain in just a sec. Jesse Kelly show. We're now we're going to talk about mercenaries. We just done an hour on election fraud. I told a Denver toilet story, which I'm already uncomfortable. Probably should not have told that to millions of people, but I did. I don't, I don't have what you call a filter or as the wife would say, I don't have that, that shame gene, whatever people have. I don't have it. Probably a benefit for the show. Sometimes not so much. If you missed that, or any other part of the show, you catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, I'm going to get to this headline in a minute. Miami's security firm faces questions in Haiti assassination. We've had this talk before. Let's have it again. It's not just because I want you to believe in the ugly things of life. It's because I want you to understand. I really, really want you to understand how the world actually works, dark parts of the world that I have seen. There are PMCs, private military contractors. They're businesses. They're simply businesses. They're all over the world. You know, BK, we have BK on every single week, the former Air Force Special Forces PJ, the former, I mean, the the bad dude, bad dude. When he left the Air Force PJs, He was a PMC for like 12 years. Who are the PMCs? Where are they? Well, there's not only one way to answer that question. They're all over the place for one. Two, many, 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 many of them are absolutely wonderful groups. I mean, patriotic studs who work on behalf of America and other countries you love only accepting good missions. One's Dave, you are right. I'm doing awesome stuff. That's what BK did, obviously. Not all of them. There are some really, really, really dark PMC groups out there, and many of them aren't even public, and they do, well, they do whatever they're paid to do. Wealthy, powerful people doing whatever they want, whenever they want, is not something that only takes place in the history books you read about. That is something that has taken place since man was put on this earth by God, and it is something that will take place until the day he decides he's done with all of us. That is a fact. Wealthy, powerful people, they do what they want. If you're a diamond guy, let's say you're a billionaire and your specialty is diamonds, and you find yourself a nice little honey hole in Africa somewhere where they have a diamond grove, there's just diamonds everywhere. They're laying on the ground. Only that diamond spot happens to have a village on it, an African village on it couple thousand people, nothing major. You're probably going to take the softer approach at first and offer some money, maybe offer a bribe or two to the government to help you out. Oftentimes that will work. 
But let's say that doesn't work. Do you think a billionaire diamond man will go back to the drawing board and say to himself, you know, dang, oh, well, I was going to make hundreds of millions of dollars in that place, but look, those African villagers just don't want to sell. I guess I'll move on and play tic-tac-toe with my pet chicken. Well, yeah, some of them will, but some of them know. I'm one phone call in one check away from that village not being there anymore. And you can say to yourself, what a monster, what a murderer, what a sociopath. What kind of person would do that? Understand something. Men who achieve a high level of success are almost universally sociopaths anyway. That's one. Two, you feel so divorced from those kinds of decisions When it's simply a phone call, a lunch meeting. Hey, Charlie, we've been business partners for a while. What was that group, that PMC group you told me about? I think they were based out of uh, Ukraine or something somewhere that said they they would help if we had any problems. Oh, yeah, boss, here's the name. What's the problem? Well, there's this village here, and I just, man, if they could, if they could be somewhere else, that would be awesome. Comes back to you a day or two later. Sure, boss, they say they'll do it. $500,000. Sure, Charlie, I'll wire the money tonight. And then you show up a couple months later and the village isn't there anymore. That's how these things work. If you'd like to know more about them, and I always get emails about this stuff, I've recommended this book before. I'm sad to say the author ended up getting killed, which if you read the book, you'll figure out why he got killed. The book is called Zero Footprint. It's a true story about one of these PMCs. He was actually a Brit, and he was in Afghanistan. He was in Benghazi. If you want to know the real dirty scoop on Benghazi, oh, I know Chris read the book. You just see his face right now. You want to know what happened in Benghazi for real? He was in Iraq fighting ISIS, Afghanistan, and he talks about PMCs there. There are a lot of really dark groups out there because rich, powerful men will pay violent men to do violent things on their behalf in the interest of more power and money. That's that's not a Tom Clancy novel. That's the world in which we live. It just is. That's the world in which we live. Why am I bringing this up? Well, It all started out when Haiti's president got assassinated. I came on the radio that day, and I said, obviously, I don't want anyone to get assassinated. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but political assassinations are kind of cool, right? You're interested in it. I want to know what happened. And then we find out, what was the next thing we found out? You remember? You've been listening all week. You remember? We found out, wait a minute. They were posing as DEA agents to get it, to get it. In the residence? Okay, well, that's a little weird. And we were even making jokes on the show. I wonder if there's some kind of conspiracy theory there. That'd be kind of cool. But, oh, well, we kind of laughed it off, as you were. We're just laughing it off. I had the emails. You were laughing with me, right? It's fun. And then I think it was last night, maybe the night before. I think it was last night. It came out that one of the assassins was actually a DEA informant. Okay, so this is starting to get a little darker. Remember I brought it up? I'm like, wow, this conspiracy theory is starting to get a little darker. We went from presidential assassination to them acting like they're in the DEA to them actually 
maybe working with the DEA. A lot of these guys appear to have lived in America and not Haiti. A lot of these guys are Haitian-born Americans. And now we have something else. The story keeps getting better and better and better. Headline, foxnews.com. Miami security firm faces questions in Haiti assassination. Antonio Tony Intriago, owner of the Miami-based CTU Security, seems to have jumped at the chance hiring more than 20 former soldiers from Colombia. Now the Colombians have been killed or captured in the aftermath of the July 7th assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise and Intriago's business faces questions about his role in the killing. Does Jesse still sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist now when he tells you about PMCs? Are you starting to understand when I bring these things up to you, things up that other people don't talk about, I bring them up to you because I don't care how it looks. I'm telling you how the world really works. No, I don't know whether this CTU security thing is guilty. I think we all have a pretty good idea of what kind of story we're starting to deal with here. Remember this. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. There are dark men willing to do dark things on this earth. I'm not done yet. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember this, if you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, oh boy, I am heartbroken for you if you miss even 30 seconds of this three-hour show. What, Chris? You can find the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Again. We have our history podcast dropping tomorrow. You're going to enjoy it. Once a week, I do a show, just a podcast. It's not going to be on this regular radio show. I do a podcast on a history story of some kind. Sometimes it's a tyrant. Sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes it's a mob boss. It's going to be on whatever I feel like. And tomorrow, you're going to enjoy it. I'm already prepped and ready. I could do it right now. But I'm not dropping it yet. It's not dropping until tomorrow. Back to what we were talking about. I'm going to leave this PMC slash mercenary conversation to the side. Just remember what I told you. Wealthy, powerful men find a way to get what they want. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How many trained killers are there out there who are no longer in their country's military that trained them? How many men? And look, like I said, they'll tell you this. I trained for 10 years. I've trained for 20 years. That's what I know how to do. 
Do men often learn entirely new trades when they're 35, 40 years old? No, you do what you do. If you're 35 years old, you've been learning to kill people and killing people for 15, 20 years. You get out of the military making military pay and there's some PMC that comes to you. Maybe your morals aren't doing that great by this point. Some PMC comes to you and says, hey, Bob. We'll pay you $50,000 a month. We'll pay you in a month what you were just making in a year. Why don't you come kill people for us? That's the world in which we live. Always, 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 always remember that. All right, let's get to a couple emails here. Don't forget, speaking of emails, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We got Michael Malice coming up in about 10 minutes from now. He is an anarchist. I'm not making that up. An absolute nutball and one of the smarter, more interesting people I've ever had on my radio show in my life. I have normally had him on every week. He's been doing a bunch of moving around, so I can't do that. He'll probably be on every week. Always has something interesting to say. For a Russian, what are you going to do? Anyway. Dr. Jesse, agree with you on voting, licensure by exams, literacy, history, IQ, founding principles. You must not, f- uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what he's trying to say there. That was bad English. But the truth is, like I said, I absolutely believe 100% in restricting voting. I know that's supposed to make me some monster today, but I've already admitted I'm a monster. That's not news at all. I believe in restricting who can vote in the United States of America for the sole reason that I love the United States of America. Just the same reason I restrict who's allowed to come in my home. If I didn't care about my home, if the wife and kids didn't mean anything to me, I don't care about my couch. I don't care about my stuff. If none of that mattered to me, I would go home tonight, throw open the front door and say, everybody welcome. Come on in. I ain't even going to watch. But instead, I do care. Therefore, I monitor who has access to it. If you want everybody to vote, that would be fair. That might make you feel good, but that means you don't care. Because you, if you're being honest with yourself, you restrict access to everything you actually care about. Ah, everyone, everyone 18 and up should vote. Okay. Should everyone 18 and up be your kid's school teacher? What do you mean? What do you mean? No. What do you mean? They're not qualified. Oh, but everyone's qualified to choose who runs the most powerful country on the planet. That's absurd. Why do you think Democrats want the border open? And I mean, not only want the border open, have opened it. Remember this. They opened the floodgates on the border. They threw the border wide open. They invited everyone in. Joe Biden, during the campaign, telling people to surge the border. Once they got everyone in, they started fast-tracking people through processing, just so they're not even holding them. They're not only inviting people in, they are just sweeping them into the country by the hundreds of thousands Why do you think that is? Oh, because Democrats hate America. It's not more complicated than that. We don't have to to complicate things. 
Democrats want the border open because Democrats hate the country. That's just the bottom line. Oh, oh, Jesse, don't call them communists anymore. We shouldn't call them communists anymore. Is that, is that what you think? Well, I want you to listen to a couple clips here. Here's the White House press secretary. So about, I think this was a question asked before, there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. 12 people producing all the anti-vaccine misinformation. Okay, okay, all right, all right, that's fair. Well, tell me, Miss Lady, who I'm not supposed to call a communist, what do you think should be done about it? In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect. Oh, uh, to connected medical- they're working directly with Facebook. What has jesse been telling you gosh i just referred to myself in the third person chris that was awesome what what that's awesome i need to keep doing that (laughs) what have i been telling you what have i been telling you about what makes a system a nation a tribe it becomes a corrupt rotted out system when all the cultural pillars Repeat each other's lines, work together, all believe the same thing. The White House has been working with the biggest big tech firm and telling them who and what they should censor? Are you starting to get creeped out yet? Are you starting to see just how bad these people are? I hope you are. These people are communists. They are they believe every single word of it that that the politics of of grievance and envy and anger they thrive on it they live for it and remember it's always about control because if you're going to make people be good little communists well they have to do what they're told and if they don't do what they're told well you've got to shut them up or make them do what they're told All communists are the same. Let's talk to Michael Malice about that. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And joining me now, after a bit of a hiatus, my emails have been blowing up. Where's Michael Malice? Where's Michael Malice? I don't know what's wrong with these sick freaks in my audience. Joining me now, Michael Malice host or author of the anarchist handbook host of your welcome michael you're finally back now the people can hear from you again yeah they need to hear some testosterone on this show <laughs> you know what and well, don't, what's that princess you know what don't send me any more of those weird underwear pictures either why are you posing why are you posing in underwear anyway did you get an underwear sponsor Absolutely. If you go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code MALICE20, you get 20% off. And sheath is the only underwear with a pouch for your man parts. Oh. So support the underwear that supports you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us, Michael. All right. I don't know if you've been following this, but I love conspiracy theories. And the president, I, it, of, the president of Haiti gets murdered. 
Yeah. At, at first it was, okay, that sucks. Then it was people posing as a DEA agent who murdered him. Then it was one of the guys who murdered him was actually a DEA informant. And now a Miami security firm is being asked some hard questions about hiring 20 Colombian soldiers to murder him. Why do we care about Haiti? What's going on? Uh, well, you know what's interesting? I had this on my Instagram that we started getting fact checkers in the press when the truth started coming out. Um, I hardly am an expert on Haiti, and I'm sure yeah, you aren't either. as well. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but I think what this story illustrates, as many other stories have recently illustrated, uh, especially Jeffrey Epstein and Amy Rohrbach, is how intertwined international elites are, how they act one way in public and act in completely evil ways in private, up to and including murdering their opponents. And you, you yourself fell into the trap by leading into it with conspiracy theory, because we're seeing very, very, the, the term implies that this sort of thing never happens. It's in the movies. That's crazy talk. But all a conspiracy theory is, is the premise that powerful people often act in evil ways in secret that they do not want the public to know. When you explain it in those terms, it's undeniable that conspiracies are very much a fact of international affairs. Yeah, you know, well, when I say conspiracy theory, I'm more talking about my belief that the American mafia murdered JFK. And I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I'm telling you they murdered JFK, and I know it. I can feel it in my bones, Michael. Don't call it murder JFK. Say voter for Lyndon Johnson. Oh, that is so out of line. All right, Michael, we have Joe Biden out there today talking about Communism is a failed system and socialism isn't better. Obviously, we know he doesn't believe that, but I, t- I heard him say that. And my first thought was, are we maybe winning the messaging war for the first time ever? I disagree. I think he does believe it. I think he very much does not think of himself as a socialist because Joe Biden, for a long time, has been a textbook corporate hack Democrat, like the DLC, which the Clintons, uh, the Democratic Leadership Council, which the Clintons brought into the Democratic Party. Delaware, which he represented since Nixon's time, uh, is notoriously a, a very loose place for corporations to incorporate. I think all the credit card companies come out of Delaware. They've got some weird loopholes in there. And one of the big reasons that's the case is, of course, uh, Senator Joe Biden. So these these Democrats aren't socialists, certainly not in the old school sense. They very much have this idea, correct, understandably, that the corporations give you money, you get elected, you rewrite the law so they get the tax break, so on and so forth. And in their minds, everybody, quote unquote, wins. Who ends up getting screwed, of course, is the middle class and lower class who don't, don't even have a place at the table at these duplicitous conversations. Why is the Republican Party weak? I know, no, I say this, I just want to clarify for everybody. Michael Ballast doesn't claim to be a Republican, a conservative, a libertarian, or any of those. This man is an anarchist. In fact, he wrote the Anarchist Handbook, which I would highly recommend to you. But why is the Republican Party, because you're a neutral observer here, why are they always about a year too late on getting to the right message on an issue? Oh, because the role of the Republican Party is to complain and make a fuss publicly while the Democratic Party codifies and validates their latest expansion of government. Uh, it would be radical for a Republican Party right now to say we would need to return to the Obama budgets, which were only five years ago. No Republican senator is even going that far to cut taxes or, excuse me, cut spending to what they were in 2016. It's a complete theater. Uh, they fight in public and they laugh at us behind our backs. Of all the places in Texas you chose to move, you chose 
Austin. Could you walk me through that thought process, please? Sure. What's the most important to me and what's most important to a lot of people here is where the people who care about you live. And all my friends from New York, quality people, none of them are voting for Joe Biden or, or anyone else for that matter, move to Austin and a lot of the podcasting communities there as well. So I'm getting my own townhouse there and I'll be there. It looks like in September. Uh, you know what? I actually am happy for you. And it is a good place. I'm going to get a lot of guns. It'll, a lot of them. It's a good place to eat and have fun. I will tell you that. All right, Michael, uh, what does the future bring financially for the country? I, I, I don't expect anybody, myself included, to understand trillions here and trillions there and trillions. The, the numbers are, are staggering. But how can this not end in some kind of horrific collapse? Um, the collapse, collapse doesn't have to be horrific. There have been times in the past when the American government defaulted on its loans, uh, when FDR took us off the gold standard and basically allowed uh, payment in, in fiat. So it's not, as this happened in, I think, Argentina as well. What happens is the nation's credit goes to zero, then they restart. That's not my, my concern. My concern is more so is that when you have government spending, they're spending it on something. They're spending it on keeping people unemployed. They're spending it on wars, which means murdering people, including American soldiers. They're spending it on government schools, which means uh, abusing children and padding the salaries of administrators and teachers. So collapse, we have a long way to go. Uh, Barry Goldwater was warning about this in the 70s in a book called The Coming Breakpoint. It didn't end up happening. The concern is today, where is this money going? And it's not going to good places. What is the future of the right? What is the future of the GOP? I have been warning, and you may disagree with me. Michael always disagrees with me on things. He's more than vocal about that. I think the right will choose a fascist dictator at some point in the future. I think people will not be silenced forever. However polite they have been, people will eventually choose safety, and they will pick a monster they think can protect them from the left. I, here's another counterprediction. I bet you uh, the next Democrat is going to campaign by attacking the Republicans on out-of-control spending, because this is a great talking point that they have to have no intention of actually putting to practice. But that uh, fruit is just hanging in for the picking, and there's many people who are vote Republican or have historically been friendly to the Republican Party who despise how crazy the Republicans have gotten with spending, even by Republican standards. Whoa, whoa, but, but in what universe would that guy get support from anybody on the right? There's no way they would buy that with the Democrats' spending levels, right? They buy, they buy from the Republicans. In 1992, you're old enough to remember Bill Clinton campaigned on the death penalty. He, ca- he campaigned against same-sex marriage. They have no shame. Why wouldn't they? This is something, a great way to turn uh, suburban mom against the Republican Party. That's actually genius. That's genius. Right? No, I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're crazy, but it's genius. Which Democrat has the chops to actually pull that off? None of them. Kamala Harris was a cop, and she's laughing about smoking weed in college. Ugh. It takes very little for them to just brazenly lie. Joe Biden says that the Iraq war was a mistake, yet he's defending Liz Cheney. What is, you know, they, it's simultaneous BS, and people have been trained to smile and nod because of CNN, MSNBC, and all these other depraved outlets. What are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, I am going to have a protein shake, and I just finished my cereal, which is oh, my carbs. My it's hard being an underwear model, Jesse. You wouldn't have to bother about that, Dad. Bod. You're so boring now. All your friends turn so boring when they get on this workout kick. You know what? Call me as soon as this workout kicks over. His name's Michael Malice. Shows <laughs> you're welcome. The book is the Anarchist Handbook. Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure, Jesse. Take care.
I still say I'm right about the tyrant. There ain't no Democrat running on cutting spending, but you can see what he's talking about. He is right. There, the, the things you can do when you don't have the ability to feel real shame, they're endless. I'm a walking, talking example of that. Anyway, you know what I can feel? When I have useless towels that don't dry me off, the wife bought me a set of these when we first got married. Oh my goodness, they're the worst. They just move the water around on your body. You know, my pillow, I tell you about my pillow all the time. They have something right now. They have a special just for you. They have a six-piece towel set. It's made with all USA cotton, by the way. USA cotton. It's normally $109.99. For my listeners, if you go to MyPillow.com, you can get this set for $39.99. And all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gigantic savings. Go to MyPillow.com, put in the promo code JESSE, go get your six-piece towel set. You might want to pick up a pillow while you're there as well. Oh, my gosh, the pillows are the best thing ever. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, go get your huge savings on a six-piece towel set. The Jesse Kelly Show, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's get to a couple more emails here in just a second. But I saw this from Yahoo. Japan warns of a sense of crisis about China's threat to conquer Taiwan. China's military is gaining ground on the United States and threatening to overpower Taiwan, according to an unprecedented warning from Japanese defense officials. Quote, therefore, it is necessary that we pay close attention to the situation with a sense of crisis more than before, Japan's annual defense white paper states. The overall military balance between China and Taiwan is tilting to China's favor, and the gap appears to be growing year by year. I have been told by people before. In fact, she said it openly. In fact, I think she said it on this show. Our national security expert lady, Rebecca Heinrichs, I asked her, and this, this she is one of those bookworm nerds, right? Absolute, bi- I mean, very stoic, but not, not, not prone to hyperbole. She said, I can absolutely see a scenario where China flat out storms in and takes over Taiwan during Joe Biden's presidency simply because, one, they want it, and two, they dang well know Joe Biden won't do anything about it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don't lie. You're thinking to yourself, ah, that sucks, but I don't really care about Taiwan. I get it. It's not like like I live there. I get it. But you should understand that has worldwide implications. Worldwide implications if China begins being a lot more forceful with their aggression. It's a big, big, big deal. Just a quick note to say I love the show. I found it a couple weeks ago. Reminds me of G. Gordon Liddy's old show, verbally blank slapping the bad guys and telling it like it is. You know what? Respect to the G-Man. G. Gordon Liddy was a stud. They called him the G-Man. Did you, you don't remember that, Chris? You are so uneducated. Dear Cheetah Choker. You know what? People still bring up old stuff. Cheetah Choker came from this for those not aware. I... I believe I could take a cheetah in hand-to-hand combat. Don't shake your head, Chris. Listen, 
Why do you think they have weight classes and things like boxing and UFC? It's not to protect the bigger fighter. Weight matters a lot. Chris, look up the average weight of a cheetah for me, please. I weigh 230 pounds. I am fully aware that the cheetah has teeth. I'm aware about the cheetah's claws. I'm aware about all this. I'm also aware, how much, Chris? About 150. I outweigh a cheetah by 80 pounds. I have a strategy all worked out for taking the cheetah down. Don't look at me like that, Chris. I've thought about this several times. The cheetah is, of course, going to attack me, and there's there's little I can do about that. I can't match a cheetah's speed. The cheetah's obviously going to be clawing at me and biting at me, but there's no way the cheetah is going to possess the strength. I have big hands, and they're strong hands. I'm simply going to get my hands around the cheetah's throat, and I'm going to squeeze until it stops moving. And what you're going to say is, ah, Jesse, it's going to be cutting you up. I understand I'm going to come out of this thing bloody. I get that. But if I can withstand the pain of the little claws clawing at me underneath, they're they're little claws, Chris. They're a few inches. I understand I'm going to need some stitches. But if I can just withstand the pain for what, a minute? I can withstand anything for a minute. I can withstand a minute of that cheetah clawing at me. And while I choked the life out of him. Anyway, that's where the cheetah choker thing came from. I think I can take a cheetah. Anyway, let's continue on. If we proceed with the national divorce, we ultimately are giving up Hawaii, the Pacific Northwest, and California, among others. How long would it be before they overrun or by inviting in the Chinese? That puts us at a big risk. Would it be better if we divorced the U.S. commies then just reconquered them and rewrote the laws to benefit us and erase their values? Look, this is the problem when it comes to divorce. Nobody wants to give up the nice stuff. You ever talk to someone going through a divorce? You've been through one yourself? No judgment here, I get it. It's hard. It's hard because uh, I, I didn't want to give up my dog. I love my dog and she took it. Oh, I, I love the kids. Now I only get to see them on the weekends. Oh, she took my boat. Oh, he got the lake house, and I loved that lake house, and he took it from me. Divorce is hard. It's not like I sit here and cheer on the loss of a, a beautiful state like California. I'm not cheering that on. Heck, maybe we keep California and leave them with something else. I like California. Just because the commies ruined it doesn't mean we can't take it back. But listen, one, you can't focus on everything you're going to lose. You have to stay focused on the fact we can't live together anymore, one. And two, on to your other point, can't we just reconquer them? Well, that looks fine in an email. Reconquering them is violent, buddy. Conquest is violence. Conquering a place means violence. Remember, I'm the one who's always pitching for us to get a national divorce specifically because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. If I didn't care about people getting hurt, I would just agree with you. Let's take up arms and take them down. No, 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 no. I don't want to see people getting hurt. Yeah, obviously, ideally, we'd have it all, you know? Ah, you can't have anything. We're taking all of it. No, we are the couple living together now. 
You and I, we want to move to the suburbs. We want a little swimming pool in the backyard. We want to raise our kids. We want to go to church on Sunday. We want to play baseball. We want to enjoy America. She, she wants to go tour with Metallica and do black tar heroin for the next two years. We don't have any more common values anymore. Doesn't mean anything's the end of the world, but it does mean we can't live together anymore. We can't be together. There's no common ground there. That's where we are here in the United States of America. Again, remember tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Email me your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Obviously, ask me anything. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read them all. It's going to be a blast of a day. All right. We still have to get to something that's really, really been on my mind. Shark attacks. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it's time you and I have a talk about the shark attack scam. The great shark attack scam that's out there. Now, before we get into this shark attack headline, I have to give you some full disclosure about me. I love the ocean. I love the water. Probably because we would take vacations when I was a kid. You know, I grew up mostly in Ohio until I was 10. We would drive down to Virginia Beach. And, I mean, it was cheap. It's the water there. And I would just go out and I would get in the water. And yes, everyone in my family still tells the story about me. I think I was two telling my parents I had to go pee and my parents telling me to go in the ocean. And I walked ankle deep in the water in the ocean and dropped my swim trunks to my ankles and went right there. Apparently this is a famous story. I obviously don't remember this, but it's actually one of two times where I did that now that I think about it. Uh, No, not in the water, Chris. The second one wasn't in the water. Uh, apparently I'm a very literal person. We, my parents were having a, a party, a bunch of folks over. I don't know what it was about in their backyard and there were trees in our backyard and everyone was outside. It was a big grill out, a bunch of kids there. And I guess I went up to my dad and I don't remember this either. I guess I went up to my dad and told him, Hey, I, I've got to go pee. And he said, well, just go around the tree. And I walked over the tree and walked clear around the tree and facing the entire party, dropped my pants down and went pee. So I guess I really have issues when it comes to some of this stuff. But either way, I'm very, very comfortable in the ocean. I understand a lot of people who haven't spent much time in it are not, but I am. I love it. I told you before about uh, selling RVs, and I was pretty decent at it. Made the top 10 one year. And they sent the top 10 salesmen and their wives to Hawaii. Well, we go down there, and it's a bunch of dudes from Texas, because that's where I was selling RVs. We go down there, and they arrange for a day trip for us. We go on this gigantic kind of catamaran-type boat, and you go sail to these different snorkeling spots, and you could do amateur scuba diving. And I'm signing up for all of it. I'm just doing all of it. Half the people would not get off the boat. Probably more than half the people would not get off the boat. They stayed up there, drank beer, Sun themselves, they would not get in the water. Uh, we parked it at the first place, and it was this super deep cove, and we're up on the second deck of this catamaran, and the second we parked it, 
Everyone's still on the boat. I just went running to the end and just dove right off the edge in the water, off the second edge. And I thought I was going to land in the water and have everyone around me. I come up, and I'm all alone. I'm like, you guys know we can swim, right? I mean, it's the ocean. So I get I get the real fear out there of the ocean. I do. I just grew up in the water. I'm comfortable in the water. That said, I do think the ocean is a scary place. I fully acknowledge that the ocean is a scary place. That's probably, and this probably sounds sick. I'm really making myself out to be a sick freak tonight. This is probably why I love it so much. And there is something about it that gets my adrenaline pumping when I'm on a boat and you're sailing through the water and you're looking down at the waves and the surf and you just don't know what's down there. If the boat sinks, you don't know what's down there. It's creepy. And I've been scuba diving a few times. And I've been snorkeling a bunch, but I've been scuba diving a few times. And I was the one who wanted to go in the underwater caves. And why? Because it scares me. It gets my blood pumping and it scares me. And I don't know whether this is some caveman manhood test or something like that. I want to do something that scares me under the water. But it is scary for a reason. There are things in the ocean that can hurt you badly, really, really badly. I mean, look, God forbid you ever go to the hellscape that is Australia. Everything there can kill you in the water. They have, they have octopus that kill people in the water. It's called uh, a blue ring, blue ring octopus. Look it up. Oh, and get this. Would you look it up right now? Blue ring octopus. It's beautiful. It's, it's shining like fluorescent blue. If you ever saw one, you would 100%, if you didn't know better, be tempted to get closer to it. It's cool, isn't it, Chris? It's cool. You would 100% be tempted to get closer to it and check it out. Yeah, you can die if you do that. They have a stonefish over there. Of course, looks just like, hold on, you probably guessed it, a stone. If you step on it, They say this is something that happens repeatedly. The pain is so bad from stepping on a stonefish, it is relatively normal for for people who've done it to ask the EMTs to cut their foot off. People are requesting amputation rather than continue with the pain that comes with a stonefish. So, yes, the ocean can be a scary place. And when you say ocean, when you say scary... Without question, you will get to sharks pretty quickly in your mind. It's a gigantic eating machine fish with a brain the size of a pea. It just swims around and eats everything. I just saw something this morning. Gosh, I forget where I saw it. Otherwise, I give him credit. Some guy in Brazil just died. Shark attack. He waded waist deep into the surf to go... Use the bathroom, I guess you should say. Had his hand bitten off, a huge chunk bitten out of his leg, went and died, bled to death on the beach. In uh, Florida, I believe this is. Again, I'm doing this from memory. I don't show prep. In Florida, I believe it is. Some guy was scuba diving, disappeared. They sent out, obviously, uh, this big search for the guy. They found his gear a couple hundred yards away from where he was. And, of course, he had evidence of a, quote, large ocean predator attacking him on these things. So, yeah. Sharks are scary. 
and Jaws is part of it. I, the, look, the movie may be the most consequential, consequential movie of all time when you think about the mental impact it's had on generations. You think about sharks. I think about sharks. It's just something you think about. Here's what's always bothered me about it, though. People, people use the stupidest justifications and defenses of things in the history of the world. What am I talking about? I saw this article in the New York Post, and I burst out laughing because I've been complaining about this for years. Shark advocates call for rebranding violent attacks as interactions. Marine advocates in Australia are urging the public to stop using attack in reference to shark, saying that media has warped the reputation of the majestic predatory fish into that of a deliberate killer. This is something we encounter all the time if you ever watch a show about shark attacks. Everybody, is everyone listening is nodding their head because they know exactly what I'm about to talk about. You watch a show about shark attacks. You will inevitably get shark expert guy. What are they called, Chris? Marine biologists or something like that? I don't know. They didn't have that program at community college. Either way, shark expert guy who will come on. There'll have just been a scene of some girl. She got bitten in half by a great white. You know, they're burying her fingernail. And inevitably, there'll be some marine biologists come on there and say, you know, it's not, sharks aren't doing this on purpose. It's just a case of mistaken identity. Every time. And they say this as if that's somehow supposed to be some comfort. Or as if when Jaws' teeth are sinking into your torso, it's going to comfort you. Yeah, he's he's biting you in half, and you're gonna say to yourself, you know, yeah, this hurts. And I'm drowning while also getting sawed in half by a murder machine, but it's not a big deal. He just thought I was a seal. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> if the creature is so stupid it thinks I'm a seal, that makes it more scary. I would rather it be deliberate than have the murder machine be an idiot who thinks I look like a walrus. Which, honestly, if I eat any more queso, I'm going to look like a walrus. But that's another story entirely. All right. Food delivery. Cops. The reputation of cops. What do all these things have in common? I'll tell you in just a second. But how many times do we have to talk about the inflation numbers? You saw Jerome Powell, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, already come out and say, oh, yeah, inflation's bad right now, and it's going to keep being bad. That means every dollar you own is worth less and less and less by the day. Get gold and silver in your hands, and I don't mean a piece of paper saying, ah, I own some gold somewhere. I, I hope Oxford Gold Group, they put real gold and silver in your hand. They're the only ones I will work with when it comes to precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Buy a bit of something solid. Gold and silver from Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell them Jesse sent you. They have promised they will take care of my listeners. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
today's show, let's talk about cops and food delivery. And man, I don't want to talk about this. The headline is from the New York Post. Video shows DoorDash driver contaminating Brooklyn cops Chipotle order. Contaminating. Well, the short video clip posted to Facebook on Monday, I'm reading this, shows the driver reaching into the open container of what appears to be a burrito bowl to bury the note under the shredded cheese. You know, I'm about to violate the blank out of this order. I'm going to go ahead and stop now because I'm not going to go into exactly what contamination meant, I'll allow you to either seek out the article on your own or just use your imagination. Whatever you came up with as far as contamination, trust me, it's probably fairly close to exactly what you think it is. Let's set that aside for just a moment and how absolutely wretched that is. Think about what we saw, because I was looking at uh, this other headline from Mediate, Black Lives Matter statement on Cuba unrest praises the regime and blames the U.S. Let's dig into Black Lives Matter here for just a moment. You remember when five Dallas cops were murdered, right? You do remember that? That was back when Barack Obama was president. It was a terrible night. We had video of it. It was awful. Five Dallas cops murdered. You know what that murderer was saying when the SWAT team drove a robot bomb up to him and killed him? You know what that murderer was saying? Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. This is a murderous street terrorist group. A street Marxist group. That's what they are. That's what they've always been. But St. George Floyd dies. He dies in Minneapolis. Whatever you think about that police encounter, it doesn't matter. It's not important for our time here. Black Lives Matter goes running to the forefront, acting as if they're these civil rights leaders. And remember, first it was just Minneapolis, which is bad enough because I don't care what you say. Minneapolis is a sweet city. At least it was. It's a really, really cool city. Now, of course, the communists have destroyed the place. But there was a time Minneapolis, one of the coolest cities in America, and has potential to be again. But setting that aside, they started torching Minneapolis and Black Lives Matter rallied its groups across the nation in all these major cities. And they started doing it across virtually every major city across the United States of America. I know you remember all this. I know you're nodding along. You remember. And there were about five of us who stepped up immediately and said, "Um, this is a terrorist group. This is a violent, murderous, terrorist group. Why is anybody listening to them? You know what the GOP did? Do you remember? Do you remember what the GOP did? Because I remember. I remember guys like that idiot Senator Lankford, the, quote, Republican out of Oklahoma, deciding, well, I guess we really should change the military base names, negotiating with the terrorists out in the open, but setting that loser Lankford aside for a moment. Black Lives Matter immediately engaged in street terrorism across every major city, looting, burning, murdering people. And Black Lives Matter, they got corporate sponsorship. We had Black Lives Matter billboards down here in Houston. 
my kids play this game, Call of Duty, one of their online games. They logged on during all this mess, and there was a gigantic Black Lives Matter landing page that the, the game automatically downloaded that you had to watch before you could actually get into the game. There were Black Lives Matter PlayStations sold, Black Lives Matter television commercials all across corporate America. Everybody buying into the gigantic lie that this was some civil rights group who cared at all about black people. That's my problem. And we allowed a group of violent communist street terrorists to convince half the United States of America that the cops are the problem in the urban black community. That's so flatly absurd and shocking. The cops are the problem in the urban black community? That's ridiculous. The schools are a disaster. The job situation is horrid. The fatherless home situation is horrid. And we're blaming the police? And now that I come back to this DoorDash driver, all this anti-cop stuff you see out there. And look, you can be anti-cop. We had Michael Malice on the show earlier tonight. Michael Malice hates cops. You can be anti-cop all you want. That's fine. Don't you dare pretend to me the cops are the problem in the urban black community. That's ridiculous. And you know what? Even the urban black community says they're not. You ever actually talk to these big city cops? They are welcomed into these communities, or at least they were. They go into these communities. They talk to people. They have cookouts. They play basketball. They get to know people. It was a community-slash-cop partnership, as it has to be. But instead, because everybody bought the lies of a violent Marxist-communist street group, now cops are demonized by half the country. And I'll tell you something even more damaging. What percentage of young people, let's call it, 22 and under, what percentage of young people out there right now think the cops are the problem in the urban black community? I don't think you want to know that number. I don't think I want to know that number. That's the next generation of senator, of district attorney, of CEO. We have a generation of people because of a year of lies. We have a generation of people coming up who think the cops are the problem. Cops are the enemy. Cops are a bunch of racist monsters hunting down black men for sport. A generation thinks like that. And you know what? I'm assigning blame. Once again, I blame the GOP. I blame the right. Yeah, I know the media lied. I know every actor and actress lied. I understand every part of the system lied. But because every part of the system lies, the GOP, the right, the pundits, the politicians must stand firm when everyone else is lying. Stand firm and tell the hard truth. What did the GOP do? What did the GOP do when everyone else was lied about cops? Ha, ha, ha. Somebody get Tim Scott out here. We we need to do federal police reform. I mean, after all, the cops are the problem. Tim, Tim, what, what do you think? Embarrassing. 
You're all embarrassing. I don't know about you. I'm so tired of being led by cowards and idiots. I'm tired of the GOP arriving at the correct position on an issue at the precise moment it doesn't do any meaningful good anymore. Oh, yeah, they're all pro-cop now, aren't they? I love cops. Cop, 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 cop. Where were you when it mattered? Where were you when the next generation was deciding the cops were the bad guy? Hiding under your freaking bed. That's where you were. All right. Let's hope our TVs aren't spying on us. That could be awkward. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're going to get to an email of yours in just a second about something I said, a claim I made. I feel like I'm being challenged on it. You know what? You want a piece of me? Let's let's dance. But hang on. Back to this for a moment. Back to the media article. Black Lives Matter statement on Cuba unrest praises regime and blames the U.S. This is absolutely shocking for everybody except for... The people who actually paid attention last year. That's one of the things that crushed me about America last year. I'm not going to lie. Look, I don't sit above anybody. I'm not your leader. I don't sit above America. Well, actually, I'm 6'8", so I am above America. But I, I don't sit above anybody. It's not, it's not my job to judge. But I will tell you, two, there were two things that happened last year that really, really floored me about my fellow Americans. First and foremost... We're not going to dwell on it again. The coronavirus lockdowns, the percentage of people on the right who were all about coronavirus lockdowns in the beginning. That was one, two. How many people in the country don't look into things before they hop on board and follow them? Remember when Black Lives Matter, we just talked about it. They were getting all this corporate sponsorship and they're burning down cities and people are running commercials on their behalf. And all these athletes out there are talking about Black Lives Matter this and Black Lives Matter that. Drew Brees puts out some benign internet video talking about how both of his grandpas served in World War II, which is really cool, by the way. And then, and then Drew Brees gets uh, pushback on it from a bunch of his teammates and puts a bunch of apology videos out there to Black Lives Matter. And what blew me away the whole time, what I was screaming from the rooftops was, Nobody's going to go to their website. They had radical things right on their mission page on their website. Don't bother now. They've since scrubbed it. But it was months and months and months and months and months. They had things like destruction of the nuclear family. They had it right there on their website for all to see. Everyone could go and see. It had nothing to do with black people. It had nothing to do with equality or, or civil rights or anything like that. It was always just about standard run-of-the-mill street communism. That's all it was. And that's all it ever was. And so I vacillate between feeling bad for the morons who follow skin color movements. Because realize, any skin color movement, any skin color movement, They're all led by charlatans who are getting themselves rich, and they're all followed by idiots, universally, universally. All those uh, KKK rallies back in the day, the grand 
Was it Grand Dragon or Grand Wizard, Chris? What am I asking you for? You're Jewish. You wouldn't have gone to any of them. But you know what I'm talking about. The, 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 the dude who's in charge of it. And then you have a bunch of other dudes sitting around in a circle cheering or chanting or whatever they did there. Yeah, the dude in charge of it's getting rich. Knows he's scamming everybody and he's getting rich. And the other guys around him, they're all idiots. You're not capable. If you assign value to skin color, you're not capable of real thought. And Black Lives Matter was the same way. All those losers walking in the street, people bringing their kids in the street with their Black Lives Matter shirts and Black Lives Matter signs. You're not smart enough to go online and look at the Black Lives Matter mission page? It's not as if I'm asking you to be some kind of investigative reporter and dig into this thing here. Uh, You can't go on the website and click on About Us? Are you serious? So I vacillate between having sympathy for people who are that stupid and scorn. I'll be frank with you. And I realize this is not necessarily healthy. It's not. But I do have scorn for them. When I see uh, LeBron James out there in some stupid Black Lives Matter shirt, I'm resentful. I'm scornful. I say to myself, you really aren't that stupid, are you? Are you that stupid? Are you, or do you know and you're pretending that you don't know? These people are scumbags. Black Lives Matter, they're scumbags. That's a violent, murderous, street terrorist group of communists. They should have been rejected right off the bat. They weren't even lying about who they were and what they wanted right off the bat. Why weren't they rejected right off the bat? Why weren't people smart enough to look into it? And it wasn't just morons like LeBron James either. I mean, you remember you remember it was all those suburb you remember all the suburban white kids, Chris, coming in to do the commie street LARPing thing over the weekend when they were all burning down cities and they were busting all these suburban white kids, driving in all of them in their Land Rovers and parking it and getting out to be Mr. Black people for a while. You're not smart enough to get on a website. Maybe I should be look, maybe that's on me. Maybe I should be more sympathetic. But you know what? Maybe I should be. I mean, Chris, is it on me? Should I be more sympathetic? Because some, I, I, sometimes I am, and sometimes I despise these people. I do. Sometimes I genuinely despise these people. All right, let's set this aside for a moment. Um, this is, uh, well, terrifying. Is your Chinese-made HDTV spying on you? The answer might be Yes. Throughout the past couple years, hang with me here, there have been plenty of concerns related to national security threats regarding Chinese-owned technology companies that conduct business here in the United States. And recently, it appears those worries were well-founded when top Chinese TV manufacturer that has gained success in the North American market admitted that its TVs have been spying on users, though they could all be located in China though they could all be located in China. Wait, what? Skyworth Group Company, a Chinese holding company that sells at least six TV models in the United States, 
noted in a statement that a third-party application called Gozen Service on its Android TVs had been collecting more data than was previously believed. I know this is nerding out on details. I don't do that, but don't you think we should know? Quote, there was a business collaboration between Gozen Data and Shenzhen Kukai Network. I'm not going to say these names right. A subsidiary of the Shenzhen RGB Electric Company. The collaboration was limited to surveying of domestic TV program ratings in mainland China on a sampling basis. The violations beyond this scope were not approved or authorized by Skyworth TV. Quote, the violation is strongly against Skyworth TV's core value of putting users first. Skyworth Cocoa has sent a written statement to, to Gozen Data and immediately terminated the partnership as well as requested a full erasure of illegally obtained data of Skyworth TV users. Okay, let's cut through all the bull here. China is 100% spying on us every chance they get. I first discovered this about, oh, about a year ago when I talked to a buddy who was, he was super into laptop technology and he said one of the main problems we're having is our laptops are coming from China and China is building spyware into our laptops and then sending it to the United States of America. This mass collection of data on everybody is really, really, really not good. That reminds me, as long as I'm on the subject, new history podcast drops tomorrow. You know, I do a separate history podcast once a week on the show. This one, speaking of mass collection of data, this one is going to be on East Germany and the Stasi. You're going to want to hang on for that. There may or may not be some similarities, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, to some of the things you're seeing happening in America as we speak. Anyway, we're going to set that aside for now. We're going to talk about you, your kids. What are you going to do with them? And I'm going to answer this email. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Here's a direct quote. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families in villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable Oh, wait, this is from Black Lives Matter website that nobody marching in those stupid parades even bothered to read. Are you ready for more? Quote, oh, don't don't worry about looking this up. This has all been deleted. Chris looked it up and found it all, though. We foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual. Heterosexual. There's more. I'm going to skip you it, but again, I vacillate between sympathy for the people who follow these idiotic skin color movements and absolute scorn for their stupidity. How can you be that stupid? 
How can you possibly be that lazy and stupid? Everyone has access to the internet today. You didn't bother looking into the group that you were marching for? Just the catchy name? I like the name. I I like black people. Black Lives Matter? I think that too. Someone get me a sign. Are you that dumb? I, maybe that's too harsh. If you are that dumb, maybe you do deserve what's coming. Maybe you do. All right, let's get to an email here. That's enough of that garbage. Hey there, silky-voiced Steel Adonis Shogun of Syndication. What, Chris? That's a great name for me. I like silky voice. Chris, would you say my voice is silky if you... <laughs> what, Chris? Answer the question. I think it's silky. Anyway. I was just listening to your Tuesday show on iHeart, and I heard you mention that you were probably one of the top five nappers in the world. Little did you know there's competition for that. Understand something? The only reason I didn't say I'm the number one napper in the world is because I realize there are people out there I haven't met yet. I am the best napper I've ever met or talked to in my entire life. I'm the best napper I've ever heard about. But is there some tribe of Aborigines out in the Australian outback where some old timer can just knock off on command better than I can? Maybe. I don't know. I have days. I have days. Here we go. Are we ready for this? I have days where I take multiple naps. Multiple naps. Oh, and sometimes when I nap... The wife says it doesn't even count as a nap. I'll nap for two hours. I'll nap for three hours. If it's a weekend and I have that kind of time, what, Chris? Chris said that's called sleeping. That's exactly what the wife says. That's still a nap. Just because I nap better than you doesn't mean you can mislabel what my naps are. Here's a true story. We went to Las Vegas one time. This is after I lost my first congressional run. Yeah, after I lost my first congressional run, we packed up. Went to Las Vegas for a night or two. We get, we, you know, we're going to the airport the next day. I'm sleepy. So I say to myself, okay, I'm just flying from Las Vegas back to Tucson. That's where we were living at the time. And they had a Dunkin' Donuts in the airport. Dunkin' Donuts is quality. Coffee's good. Don't shake your head, Chris. Look, I'm not a big donut man either. I would actually rather have bacon and eggs and toast all day over donuts. But as far as donuts go, they're fine. They're not Krispy Kreme. But they're fine. But whatever. I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I get a large, not a small, not a medium, a large cup of black coffee. Because I'm a little sleepy. I mean, we're just leaving Vegas. I sit down and proceed to drink my coffee. And I'm drinking my coffee and drinking my coffee. And finally, it's time to board the plane. I get on the plane with what little is left of this large cup of black coffee I just got done drinking. I down the rest of it. Stewardess comes by. I hand her the cup of coffee. I then lean back, lay my head back. The next thing I knew, dong, we're landing in Tucson. Drank a large cup. That's a true story. That could, that's backed up by witnesses. Large cup of black coffee, head back, gone. Right there on the airplane. So don't you dare. Don't you dare. Challenge my top napper status. I'm easily, easily 
one of the top five nappers in the world. Maybe number one. Chris, what if I am number one? I bet I am. What? I'm sorry, you're not. Remember, before I forget, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I realize we keep getting a bunch of new listeners every week, which is ridiculous, but we have a bunch of new listeners. What that means is this. I take my almost three years of community college credits, which makes me pretty much an expert on everything, and I make tomorrow about you. I answer your questions all day long. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And let me be clear about something. Your questions do not, do not have to be political. They can be. If you want to ask me political questions, that's obviously totally fine. That's the base of the audience. If you want to make them about history, let's talk history. You want to make them about men, let's talk men. You want to make them about your man, we can talk about your man. You want to make them about women or your woman, relationships, food, travel, animal fights, time travel, conspiracy theories. I don't care what you want to talk about. There's enough heavy stuff throughout the week. On Friday, we focus on having fun. And yeah, we even have fun with the political stories. I mean, isn't there enough heavy stuff out there? Right now, Biden sucks so bad. And he's not, let's be fair. It's not that Biden sucks so bad. Biden's not really all there. But the Biden presidency is such a disaster. And what's coming after Biden is Kamala. So that, I mean, and that really sucks as she has always sucked. So that, what, Chris, quit. Anyway, and look, there's enough bad news out there. We don't have to focus on the bad at all times. So tomorrow, an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. Send all your emails to Chris. Well, they all go to Chris. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris prints every single one of them out for me. I'll read them all. We are going to have a blast, an absolute blast on tomorrow's show. All right. That's all.